ABC Sport. Grandstand cricket. There you go. That's it for the day. You can hear the bales. And that is Stumps. This is Grandstand at Stumps. On ABC Radio. ABC Sport Digital. And take us with you on the ABC Listen app. It was a dramatic afternoon on the second day in which in the space of four balls, Pat Cummins dismissed both Abdullah Shafiq and Baba Azam to turn the test match. And if there was any doubt, the Aussies were on top at that stage. They soon made sure of it when Shan Massoud threw his wicket away. In all, Pakistan lost four for 27 at one stage. The Aussies well on top at close on day two. Pakistan six for 194. Corbin Middlemass alongside Glenn McGrath on grandstand at Stumps. And I'm pleased to say we're joined by Josh Hazelwood from the Australian cricket team. Uh, Josh, a pretty good afternoon for the Aussie lads. Yeah, I mean, there's a few bonuses up the top there that, um, you know, could have got away from us. But I think the way probably Pat came back and bowled in that spell you just mentioned... Um, to take two big wickets, in particular Bubba. Um, yeah, great spells all day from Paddy. So, um, sort of got us in a nice position now. You're the number one team in the world for a reason. It's a, it's amazing that you can turn a test match in such a short period of time. What what were you guys thinking when Pakistan, you know, seemingly going well with the batter, had won for 124? Um, I think they just got that trust and belief in any of the bowls that come on. They're going to bowl their basically their best spell, take one or two wickets and, and change the game and you sort of come on the back of that when it's your turn. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we've been going around for a while together now and you see that belief in each other that we're going to bowl a good spell and, and take a crucial wicket and it can be any one of the four or, or the all-rounder as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, as you said, we're in a pretty good position. And uh, how's the uh, pitch playing out there? At, yesterday we saw a little bit of movement in the air off the pitch. Today it's, it's probably quieted down a little bit. How did you find it? Yeah, I think the, the numbers probably suggest that. Um, you know, Pakistan got quite a lot of swing and quite a lot of seam, in particular probably day one, probably the morning of day one. Um, there was no real cloud cover today either, which probably didn't help, but not sure what the next three days, um, you know, what's going to happen. But the wicket just seems a little bit flatter, a little bit less swing, a little bit less seam. So um, there's still enough there if you get in the right areas um, and just build that pressure and probably play the long game a little bit more often. Uh, it's an amazing unit in which you're playing with alongside you know, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon. As a, as a bowling group, having achieved so much and taken so many wickets at, at this level, what, what's it like to play as part of a partnership that is, is so settled and played so much cricket? Uh, yeah, it's nice. Um, I don't know how to really put it. I mean, we've, we've been going around together for a while, as I, as I mentioned, and um, sort of starting to get up there in the, in the numbers as well. And Gaza 500 last week was fantastic. Um, Paddy and Stark and myself just do our thing. We're all a little bit different and complement each other really well. So I think that plays a, a huge part. Um, but yeah, we just love playing with each other and love taking the 20 wickets to win a test match. And we worked out the average age of uh, this Australian team at the moment. It's older than some of the teams in the 1920s. But how's the body, mate? How's everyone going? It's been a big year. There's been the Ashes series incredible, the World Cup. Now into another series. Everyone's fresh and keen and ready to go still. Yeah, I think so. I think everyone's, um, as you mentioned, getting a little bit long in the tooth. But I think that obviously brings experience. And um, we know what to do at, at what times out there in the middle, in particular, a bowling group. And... I think I've mentioned this a lot, quite a lot. The, the top seven is probably the best seven I've, I've played behind in, in terms of the batting unit. So, um, again, they're all a little bit different as well, and they just complement each other all the way down down the order. So, um, yeah, things are going really well at the moment. And this Boxing Day test, it's always special. It's all about family, Christmas, everything else. So, all the families, <laughs> there's a decent crew here at the moment, is there? There is, there is. Uh, Christmas Day, there was a lot of kids. Um, you know, sort of four or five years ago, there wasn't many, but now they're sort of really coming in and there's probably 15 or 20 running around every Christmas day. So it's, um, it's a great time of year and to be here in Melbourne and Boxing Day Test is always good fun. And the crowd's always great down here, isn't it? So 60-odd thousand yesterday, 40 today. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that atmosphere, that change in atmosphere here? Yeah, definitely. I think um, we always get good crowds wherever we tour around Australia and um, in particular here in Melbourne this time of year. And had uh, Bay 13 going nice and loud there with Bison and Hetty there towards the end. So it's um, everyone's had a good day. Uh, we've got one man named Pigeon alongside us. James Maxwell has been talking all day today about uh, the amount of pigeons that are disrupting <laughs> play. It, is, it, is it unique to the MCG? Do you get more disruptions here than anywhere else? Uh, I think it's right up there, definitely. Um, they always seem to just hide behind the bowler there at either end. And, um, you know, just as you're running in, they decide to fly off. So, um, yeah, one of those things. Jim also seems to notice the, uh, the hawk sound. Do you guys hear that in the ground that plays to try and scare away the, uh, the, the birds? No, I haven't heard that. Uh, no, it might need to be louder. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, you can definitely hear it from where we are, at least in uh, in the com box. The other one, Travis Head today, and he's working the outfield. Were you guys across what was going on out there and the fact that he had most of the MCG doing the move Hughes with him in the outfield? He's always um, he's always good for the spectator, Teddy. Um, always buys into what they're doing and um, yeah, it's good to get him out there away from us too, so give us a break from him. Uh, it's always good. <laughs> uh, Josh, your time's greatly appreciated. Good luck tomorrow. Cheers, Norris. Uh, well, mate, Josh Hazelwood with us from the Australian cricket team. The Aussies in a commanding position at Stumps on day two. So Pakistan six for 194. Uh, Mohamed Rizwan's 29 not out and uh, Amir Jamal is with him. He's not out on two. This is after Australia compiled 318. If you weren't with us at the start of the day, Australia resumed at three for 187. They lost their last seven wickets, Glenn, for 131 runs to be all out for 318. Manus Labashain made 63. He did all the hard work. He'd be kicking himself with the second new ball around the corner. Got out at that stage, but top scored with 63. And one of the most bizarre notes out of the innings for Australia is that the second top scorer was actually the sundries column. Yeah. 52 sundries conceded by Pakistan. Yeah, no, that's something Pakistan need to work on. I think there was plenty of sundries, extras at, uh, after Perth as well. So they're well into the hundreds for uh, for this series so far, which is which is not ideal, but uh, yeah, the Australians came out this morning. They were looking to sort of build on that, get up around that sort of 300, 350. Um, I thought Pakistan bowled well this morning. They bowled different lengths, especially with that second new ball. They got the ball fuller, moving around a bit, and got the reward. So uh, yeah, yeah, credit to Pakistan this morning. Then they came out and batted well, but unfortunately, you know, this Australian time, team, they just they're at you the whole time. There's nothing easy, and as soon as they get a bit of a sniff. They'll pick up one, then two, then three, and they're back in the game and back on top. So, uh, yeah, incredible team. And, yeah, Pakistan are up against it, but uh, hopefully they'll keep fighting. That's exactly what we saw play out today. Well put by Glenn McGrath here on Grandstand at Stumps. Corbin Middlemass with you, and we'll hear from Stuart Clark as well uh, before the end of the program and, and duck inside uh, the Pakistan camp with Abdullah Shafiq, expected to join us in a few moments' time. So all out 3.18, that was the lunch break. We didn't miss a single ball, by the way, due to rain, despite the fact there were showers forecast. I certainly bought what they sold, Glenn. I thought there was rain coming around 11 o'clock, as the Bureau of Meteorology told us, but not to be a full day's cricket here in Melbourne and the sun breaking through. And the good news is, uh, after rain on Boxing Day, there are no more showers forecast for the remainder of the test. Uh, the big turning point was clearly when Pat Cummins picked up the ball. It was in the space of four deliveries in which uh, he was able to turn the test match. <laughs> Cummins charges in again as he bowls to Shafiq. Hits it back to Cummins, he's caught. Shafiq plays it straight back to the bowler and Pat Cummins has got him caught and bowled. Bubba awaits Cummins, he's bowled! Cummins has knocked him over and Bubba's arm goes cheaply. He's out for one. Nathan Lyon at his 10th over, one for 40.
He's coming around the wicket to the lefty. Down the track goes Masoudi's mishit it. It's gone high in the air. Marsh underneath it takes the catch. Masoud's out. The captain goes for 54. And Australia back on top in this test match. Josh Hazelwood. Seen what he's been able to do in recent times. He comes around the wicket and he oh. clean bowls Shaquille. Shaquille beaten in consecutive deliveries. This one right on the stumps. Angled in, takes the top of off. Shaquille out for nine. It all happened in the space of three quarters of an hour, Glenn, and particularly those four balls from Pat Cummins. Shaquille, yeah. uh, Shafiq rather, who was well set, and then he gets uh, Babara's arm when he's fresh at the crease as well. And, and what an amazing player Pat Cummins is, but uh, steps up in, in consecutive overs to, to really turn the tide. No, exactly right. That's Pat, what Pat Cummins can do. Just the way he angles that ball into off stump from a little bit wider in the crease than some of the other right arm fast bowlers. And some will just hold their line and, and move away, and others just angle back in the stumps. And that, uh, that ball he got Bubba's arm with was that one that sort of starts on off stump and then just... You know, deviates just straightens back into the stumps, went through bat pad and uh, hit the top of off stump. And that's what they say. That's what a fast bowler's looking to do, hit the top of off stump. And when you can do that, it's a pretty amazing feeling. And, and Pat Cummins seems to do it more often than not. So, yeah, a couple of big wickets there. And, and that's when you're fielding, when you're bowling, things can turn really quickly. Whereas if you're batting, it takes a lot of balls, a lot of overs. So uh, that's, uh, that was a big moment today. You were a bit like this, obviously, in, in your decorated career, but it is so rare in teams, isn't it, that your strike bowler and your workhorse are often the same guy. And it feels like with Australia and Pat Cummins that he plays both roles, where you really, yeah. you usually have a workhorse and you have a strike bowler, and yet Cummins has a, has a happy knack of doing both. And I think now for guys that have taken over 100 wickets, he's got the best strike, strike rate of them all. Well, he has, and it's about 48 which is uh, which is pretty handy but you've got also got josh hazelwood who you can class as a bit of a workhorse as well mitchell stark is more the x-factor you want him coming in sort of bowling those quick spells and moving the ball around attacking the stumps and and nathan lyon so it's a you know it's a great bowling quartet isn't it really they just complement each other and they've been an awesome attack for a long long time stuart clark joins us down here on the boundaries edge we were chatting stu during the uh, day's play and Pakistan at one for 124. They were on top in the day and really working their way into the test match. And we thought, gee, by close tonight, we could have a real game on our hands. And yet now they find themselves chasing the game once more with the, the home side in a dominant position. Well, yeah, you're talking about it. Shahi, um, Shafiq and Masood, they were both batting beautifully, looked very good at the crease. They were taking the bowling on. They were running well between the wickets. So we were, we were quite positive about the way they batted. I think they should take that away from the game. It was a positive period of the game. It was just the class and the ability, as Glenn was talking about, of Pat Cummins to come in and find a way to take a wicket and then take two wickets and then obviously build pressure from there. And it was very clear that the Australians... One thing they did do was shut down the scoreboard. And yes, while that partnership was going, it still wasn't going at a great clip. And then when that breakthrough came, the foot came onto the throat. And the rest of 6 for 194, Australia in the box seat, aren't they? You guys played in teams that did this to a lot of opposition sites, particularly at home. Uh, where you, you, it feels like everyone watching from the outside thinking, gee, this test match is well balanced, and half an hour, 45 minutes later, there's, uh, there's, no doubt on who's, uh, there's no doubting who's on top. Well, you have that confidence when you're playing in a unit of guys that know how to win. They've been playing together for a long, long time. Yeah, you've got someone like Shane Warne at the other end and, and Jason Gillespie and those guys. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's no let-up there either. This, you know, this Australian team now, the four bowlers I mentioned there before, is as good as what Australia's had, and 
had it for a long, long time. And, and they're confident in each other. They know how to work in partnership. And they've got the fieldsmen to back them up. You know, Manus Lubbershane just 100% the whole time. And, you know, very rare does the catch go down. So, you, you know, there's a lot of factors in Australia's favour. I think a lot of that, you know, you mentioned Shane Moore, but Nathan Lyon plays a big part in that as well because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't expended energy as the quicker bowlers do. And that said, it's still hard what he does, but he, you know, from one end he just blocks up an end, and the, the quicks can just rotate from the other period, uh, from the other end for a period of time. Pressure builds. Then you've got Mitchell Marsh; you can throw him the ball for a couple of overs. So they've got a very nice balance at the moment. At the moment, the Australian cricket team. But Nathan Lyon plays a big part in that. And we saw that during the Ashes when he wasn't in the team. How much of a gap it left? It was like when Shane Warne finished for a period of time that we didn't really have an answer. We've got the answer at the moment. That's why we're all so, so much hoping he plays on until he's 53 years old. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing record, Nathan Lyon, uh, already, and a couple more wickets for him today. Two for 48. Uh, his figures at Stumps on day two. Just recapping, this is grandstand at Stumps after the second day's play. Pakistan, six for 194. They trail the test match by 124 with Rizwan, uh, the last of the recognised bats. The keeper is there, 29 not out, and he's batting with Amir Jamal in his second test, who's not out on two which is where he'll start the third day. Just on Pakistan, Bubba Razam's a, a fascinating watch. So he was the captain. Controversial fallout from the World Cup in which Pakistan didn't go as well as they'd hoped. They decided a change of leadership was what they needed. Uh, they wanted to keep him the captain in some formats of the game, strip him of the test captaincy. He decided, look, I'm doing all of it or I'm doing none of it. And they decided, right, Shah Massoud's going to be our captain who averages in the 20s. Uh, I was fascinated by Wakar Yunus's analysis on this today. He was part of our coverage, of course, on grandstand cricket around Baba's dismissal. Yeah, Baba Razam, after uh, losing mm. the captaincy, he is uh, not really looking that great. Uh, not, not himself. I mean, uh, to be fair with him, he, he did receive some extraordinary deliveries, uh, one at... Uh, uh, at Perth, when you know the ball took him taking his glove and extra bounce, and even today I thought that ball was just just perfect delivery. I'm not really sure what he's thinking right now, how his uh, his character is right now, because uh, you know his body language wasn't that great. Even walking on the field uh, when he came to bat, Babarazam, he looked down, he looked uh, really worried, and and that's not a very good sign. You know, great players, they don't worry about things what happened yesterday. They all worry about what's, what's in hand. Yeah, I mean, even in the morning when I, when I met him, I saw him and uh, he was, uh, you know, not himself. He's always laughing, smiling, bubbly and uh, enjoying his time. Uh, it seemed like that he was worried that he's not getting runs. Captaincy has been taken away from him and, and I'm not sure if he's still in that same uh, zone thinking that uh, that's not fair is you know give, being you know victimized and stuff uh, so i don't know i mean it didn't seem the barber we know uh, he didn't seem the bubba we know was the quote from uh, from wakar yunus today how challenging is it as a professional athlete to know that Whatever it is going on in your life, whether it is you know, cricket politics or something else, to be able to put all that behind you and, and go out and try and be yourself in the middle and play your best. Well, I think sometimes it's, it's easy. As soon as you walk on that field, you can switch off from everything that's happening off it. More probably so in your personal life and, and what have you. But you know, when you're captain, you've been taken away. This is you know, on-field stuff. This is still part of the team. It's hard to sort of separate it when you walk on. And I guess Wacker knows probably as, as well as anyone and just chatting to him and just feeling that vibe so yeah it, it's got to be tough 
and especially if you're not out there scoring runs. You want to be focused on the team. You want the team to do well. You know, it, it's in a tough spot. You know, I've never had the captaincy taken away from me, so uh, that's probably because I was never captain, <laughs> and rightly so. But um, it, it's hard to sort of fathom how he's feeling or work out how he's feeling. And, you know, when you're not scoring runs and you feel the weight of the world on you, it can be pretty tough. It's hard to go too heavy on the deep dive, given he did get a seed today by from Pat Cullins, yeah. which would have knocked over a lot of really good players. But his record in Australia is poor. For a great player, he averages in the 20s, uh, which is completely different than the player he is, certainly in, in other parts of the world, and particularly in the subcontinent. Does, is there part of it that disqualifies him from being a truly great player, given he hasn't played well here and in the other uh, senior country, so South Africa, England and New Zealand? Well, look, whether he's a great player or not, that, that'll be for others to determine. Look, his record at the end of his career, I probably we should probably judge on that. But you're right, his record in Australia, at least, is not great. Look, the wickets are so different to what he plays on. There's a little bit more bounce pace. We got, As you said, he got an absolute cracker. He's not going to get that playing in Pakistan and nor India or any of the subcontinental pitches unless he gets a really green one. So from that point of view, I think just thinking about listening to, listening to Wackar talk and got to be hard for him you know he's a country that is cricket mad he's the captain of the team they don't have a great world cup wears a lot of the blame rightly or wrongly i'm not sure but he wears a lot of the blame then you cast him to come out and bat and as much as that's not in his mind maybe it is look he's got to be a feeling a little bit like whether he thinks it was his fault or not they took it away from him so there's a part of his mind that says well i didn't really do anything wrong we just didn't play very well so he's feeling the pressure he's feeling the heat it doesn't take away from whether he's a good player or not. He does need to get some runs, though, sooner rather than later, because we can keep talking about it, but the only thing that will change whether he's, you know, gets himself back into form or not is runs. We've seen a lot of touring teams. If there's little fractures in the camp, it feels like you come down under and you run into a red-hot Australian team that a lot of those get exposed and, uh, and put out there on front straight. And for Pakistan, there's a couple of those. So Sharma suits the new captain. He's a fascinating watch too, where he, I mean, clearly, statistically, it'll tell you, he's changed the way that he wants to go about it in the last two years. His strike rate's gone up 30 points. Again, we saw today wanting to take the game on. Great attitude, attacking cricket, everything else. It felt like his dismissal today after he just saw two senior batsmen depart to have the captain run down the wicket at Nathan Lyon and get caught after skying one into the offside. That is the last thing Pakistan needed in, uh, in that stage of the game. No, exactly right. And he'd done it two times previously to Nathan Lyon and got to the pitch of the ball and, and hit one nicely over the top and got four runs and another one down the ground for six. But he just wasn't to the pitch of that ball and he still sort of followed through with the shot. So I guess it's just shot selection. If you're not quite there, do what you have to do to, to survive that ball. So he was looking to be a positive, aggressive. That's what he's coming out and saying that he's doing. And unfortunately for him, that uh, wasn't the ball. And, and it was a vital time or important time for Pakistan. It certainly was. He didn't... Uh, it's not a shot that the captain or a number three would want to play, but he did. He has to deal with it now. Unfortunately for him, he, he got, as you said, he got to a couple, hit him out of the ground. So you've got to take the good with the bad sometimes. And um, let's put that one down as the bad, but he got a couple of good ones in there as well. Uh, we can go inside the Pakistan camp. Abdul Shafiq is going to join us on uh, on Grandstand Cricket. This is Grandstand at Stumps. Corbin Middlemass, Glenn McGrath and Stuart Clark. Uh, firstly, well batted today. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it has been a uh, we have bowled well in the first innings uh, as compared to the first test. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think uh, some uh, wickets back to back, that, that's cost us. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was my next question. What, what was your assessment of the day overall? How do you reflect on the position you're in in the match? Uh, yeah, we are pretty much in the game now. Uh, 
uh, as we bowled well, as you said earlier, and we started well with the bat as well. Uh, but I think uh, it hurts as a batting unit when you uh, lose back-to-back -back wickets. So, but uh, I think so we will recover because the partnership going on between uh, Rizwan and Amar Jamal. So, yeah, we are pretty much confident. What do you think of the pitch? It was a little bit, a little bit of bounce that sort of was a little bit off-putting and a little bit of sideways movement. Yeah, uh, with the new ball, uh, it's happening something, you know, uh, and they are world-class bowlers. Uh, Especially Pat Cummins, he's the kind of bowler, he will get something from the wicket when he bowls. So, yeah. And you're looking to be more positive as a team and, and take it to the opposition. You know, there was a couple of nice shots down the wicket to Nathan Lyon, and unfortunately that one sort of hit straight up in the air. That's the attitude you want to play and you want your players to play at, be more positive? Yeah, because uh, uh, you can't go with the just one mind that you have to, uh, you know, survive. You have to score as well. So that's the thing uh, which we lack in the first test. But uh, uh, we learn from uh, from that test and, yeah, uh, we will go positive from now on, yeah. And you must be happy with your bowlers this morning. I thought yesterday tried hard there was a bit there maybe the length was a little bit short but they bowled a lot fuller especially with the second new ball picked up seven wickets this morning in that first session you must have been happy with the way they yeah, bowled. Yeah uh, we are pretty much happy about that because uh, our bowlers they they are uh, uh, giving so much energy to the you know uh, to the team and they're contributing well yeah. Abdullah Shafiq with us on grandstand at stumps 52 sundries what did, uh, what did the captain and the coach have to say about the amount of extras that the team conceded? Uh, it happens and it hurts, you know, uh, as a team because uh, you, you have to recover those runs as well when you, uh, when you go to batting. So, yeah, we just, uh, uh, we just have to learn from there, you know, that uh, in the next inning maybe uh, we will not do those much extras here. Really appreciate your time at the end of uh, day two. Well batted today, and inshallah, you can work your way back inshallah, into the test. Inshallah, inshallah. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Abdullah Shafiq on the back of uh, his half century today. So Pakistan six for 194. They trail the test by 124 runs at close. Uh, a couple of quirky things out of today. Travis Head having a bit of fun with uh, those in the deep. He wouldn't outfield too often. He thought, while I'm out here, I might as well do the... Murph Hughes and sort of uh, get the crowd going with some stretches. You would have been in the outfield plenty of times here. Glenn, did you have some fun in your days at the G? Oh, you always try to have a bit of fun at, you know, on the boundary, whether it's at home or overseas. Half the time overseas, you're copying it a bit from the crowd, <laughs> but you can have a bit of fun and turn it. And it's very rare to get batsmen fielding on the boundary. They, It's like they're scared or they don't want to be near the... They Chris. sort of hide in the infield there, but uh, to get Hetty out there, you're having a bit of fun with the crowd. It's not... It was good, but it, you know, he wasn't Merv Hughes. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think he uh, he had a good go. Full credit to the crowd too. They were right into it in the blazing hot sun all day. Cool. It was warm out there. Plenty of sun cream on. I'm hoping. But they had a good time. They really enjoyed themselves and made a great atmosphere. We nearly saw a hat-trick of reviews. So Mitch Marsh was given out in consecutive deliveries by Joel Wilson. First time he was given out LBW, he hit it. Second time he was given out caught behind, he didn't hit it. But uh, eventually was out later in his innings. But I, I don't think I've seen that before, whereas guys been given out in consecutive deliveries and video helped him both times. Never, ever seen that before. We were all hoping for a third to make it a hat-trick. And we were all excited in the box. Yeah, Joel got a few wrong today. He got a couple of leg buys. The one hit um, right at the end. They hit him in the pad and... Poor old Alex Carey was standing there. He called it by. He's like, well, so what are you doing? Come on, Joel. You've got to be better than that. Oh, I see. Speaking of uh, Alex Carey, Robert Craddock, of course, crash 
Uh, Craddock, long-time cricket writer, has written that his spot is in jeopardy in the team. It feels like there's always a player in the Australian side in the hot seat. David Warner's obviously going to open up a space when he retires, but do you concur with that? Any pressure on Alex Carey? Uh, when the team's winning, it's amazing how the team sticks together. So, you know, I can't see too many changes happening, especially when they've got one just around the corner in Dave Warner after Sydney. So, at the moment, I think he's OK, but he wants to be scoring runs, there's no doubt about it. You know, that inside edge, that was a, a pretty good catch by the Rizwan uh, there, the keeper. But um, anyway, that's the way it goes. Sometimes you find ways to get out. Can't wait for day three. Thanks to Glenn McGrath and Stuart Clark on behalf of the entire team. My name's Corbin Middlemass signing off on Grandstand at Stumps on the second day. Pakistan to resume at six for 194. Good night. Australian Open Tennis returns. Listen big on the ABC Listen app.